Good morning, everyone. Christina Banfield here, welcoming you back to Reframe Anxiety, Boost Your Sanity. I started this event because of my overall curiosity of, yes, learning about how to manage our stressors, but more than anything, learn how to peel back the layers of connecting with ourselves. I believe part of our human experience is to learn how to connect with ourselves and our essence we bring into the world so we can have the momentum we want for our lives. So your, your journey of propelling your momentum continues today as we explore how creativity can be an avenue of aligning ourselves, uh, vitality, and just sense of connection. So today we'll be exploring the use of creativity with Christina. Christina is the founder of Voyages of Spirit and she's a transformational story mentor, book midwife, and master initiator. She combines her publishing skills, intuitive gifts, and soul's wisdom to support awakening leaders, visionaries, change makers in telling their stories of transformation and activating their creative mastery. Um, I wanna share that I brought Christina on today because I think everyone has the ability to be creative. And when we're in a creative space, it often brings a sense of possibility that can diffuse our fears, our worries, or the sense of overwhelm. So Christina will be sharing her insights on how we can connect with creativity, harness the energy of vitality, and shift into the unknown with a little bit more ease. So welcome, Christina. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hello, thank you. Thanks for having me and creating this space. It's really oh, important yes. right now. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's been a beautiful process of unfolding and connecting with various people around the world to get this knowledge out there and hoping that you know everyone finds something that resonates with them to, to move them forward. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you for that introduction. And I love, I love just framing it um, right away with, you know, part of what you mentioned, which is that everyone is creative. Mm. If you are alive, you are creative. <laughs> you are created with the same energy, the same creative life force that you create your life with. So I feel like one of the myths people have around creativity or, you know, one of the blocks can be, you know, I'm not, I'm not creative. I'm not a painter or, um, you know, we have this kind of limited view of what it means to be creative. And this idea that, you know, famous writers or painters or artists are creative and us normies, uh, you know, are, are just that, you know, we don't have that, that gene or that bone in our body or whatever. So that's one of the biggest things I'd love to just kind of bust that myth right away and um, really come into the understanding that, you know, our, our life force, our creative energy is, you know, every day we're, we're, we're creating, whether that's, you know, using that energy 
to make a meal or to have a conversation or to create something in our line of work. Um, even when we're resting, and that's something we'll, we'll kind of get into today is these different aspects, these different energetic principles of creativity in our creative life force. But there's this, this kind of yin or this receptive or this you know, feminine principle of creativity that you know, even when we're resting, that is creation. So there is such a thing as creative rest. And again, our minds tend to think that creating means doing, you know, some kind of activity, some kind of action, um, some kind of form, which that's one part of it. That's, mm -hmm. that's the more active, young, dynamic principle. And, you know, even in rest, if you think about, you know, the seasons, you think about winter, life is still occurring under the soil, you know, there's, there's that life force is always moving. And so even in rest, we're in our creative life force. Mm. So yeah, just kind of reframing that a bit and, and helping, you know, people to understand that being alive means you're creative. And, you know, some, we'll talk today just about some different ways of working with that energy and, you know, reclaiming some of that and, and bringing it into more of a day-to-day -day ritual and experience and, and really tuning in with your own system and your own kind of dynamics and energetics when it comes to this energy and how we can really use it to bring more awareness you know, to ourselves, to our creations, to our inner and outer worlds. Yeah, I appreciate that share. Um, mostly because, yeah, creativity is not always explained as a, it can be expressed in various ways, right? And simply put of how it's part of us, our life force. And if you're alive, you are creative and you're, you're creating and that's a beautiful reminder that <clears throat> creativity doesn't have to be, you know, a certain medium of painting. And I know for a long time for myself, it was like, I'm not creative. And then we build this belief system around us. And it's uh, when you start to break through that, of like start seeing the opportunities of being creative, that's where the magic happens. And yeah. that life is like when you see it right in front of you then it's like okay I want more of this and <laughs> it's happening every moment yeah so I appreciate that share yeah and you know one of the things I really loved um in the the Toltec cosmology so Don Miguel Ruiz who wrote the four agreements and many other books and he's uh someone I've studied with and you know, Toltec means artist of the spirit. And the idea of that is that we're all artists and the, the art that we're creating is our life. So, you know, yes, we can paint a beautiful masterpiece or sculpt, you know, a, a beautiful statue. And, you know, I feel like that 
that idea or that cosmology really reinforces the idea that if you're alive, your art is your life. Your art is yourself. You are the creation. You are the masterpiece. And also you can choose some forms for that to be expressed in. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and that brings me to this question of, well, what is creative energy? And we've explained a little bit of how creativity can can show up and what's feeding it. But in terms of, you've, you've mentioned a little bit of the feminine energy, the principles, and we can start diving into that of, okay, there's a feminine energy. <clears throat> that means there's probably a masculine. So what, how are they supporting or interacting with each other? And how do we connect with that to start diffusing our anxiety or um, opening ourselves up a little bit more to possibilities? Yeah, I love that. And, you know, there, there are many traditions and many different ways to understand this. So, you know, there's, there's this idea of, of yin and yang. And, you know, you could also call it kind of active and receptive or dynamic and receptive or doing and being. And, you know, there in whatever way that it, it resonates with you, the idea is that these two forces, these two energetic forces combined are sort of the, the full package of our, of our creative life force energy. And so when we, you know, typically just kind of in society and, you know, the, culturally, collectively, we're much more attuned in our day-to-day life and we're much, you know, we're raised with and we're kind of conditioned with more of the creative masculine, which is the doing, you know, the productivity, the achievement, the form, right? Mm. And so myself included, um, you know, but also many, many of the clients I've worked with when we're overly attuned, kind of overexpressed, let's say, in that creative masculine, where we're going, 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 doing, 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 creating, achieving, moving, just in that constant expression of, of one side of that dynamic, what happens is we, you know, as within the physical body, as within the emotional body, any of our, our energetic body, we can become imbalanced. And so anytime we've got one energy that's not being expressed or that's being suppressed Mm. or denied, and we've got another one that's going in turbocharge mode, that imbalance is going to create results that are imbalanced. (laughs) So, um, you know, when we're overexpressed in our, in our doing, in our form, in our creative masculine, that's what leads to burnout. And, you know, we're not filling the tank. We're not coming back and, you know, sort of going back to the well um, and filling up and then moving from, from that place. And, and that's what the creative feminine is. It's really this, you know, when we think about yin and we think about being receptive and even the word passive sometimes 
mm. can have um, a connotation of, <laughs> you know, there's this like, somehow you're not participating or you're not, um, you know, passive means like lying on the couch and eating bonbons, right? We have this kind of stigma around what that means. And if we look at nature and we look at the cycles of life, which are completely in balance, right? There's, you know, when winter comes, you know, the, the sun isn't coming out like talking about how lazy all of the plants and, you know, <laughs> the animals are being under the ground and not growing and what's wrong with you. You know, we have this, this kind of repressed or denied aspect of the full cycle of ourselves, of our creativity and of this feminine aspect, which is really about, you know, the possibility. It's really about the unknown as well because when we think about the creative feminine that is it's like the womb that all form comes from and so that is it's nothing and it's everything at the same time it's this it's this space of all possibilities from which that energy of form takes shape and so if coming back into this more receptive state where we, we, we are in that creative rest, we're in that inspiration, we're in the imagination of, you know, really just allowing ourselves to kind of open up and zoom out. And, you know, that's what fills the well, that's what fills the tank, that's what gives us the energy and the inspiration to move into action. And yeah. so when we don't, when we're sort of disregarding that, that part of the cycle, we're in this overexpression and that can bring us into a place of overwhelm, anxiety, burnout, exhaustion, you know, physical imbalance. Um, and so, you know, part of being more in tune with ourselves and even part of, you know, reframing the idea of, of anxiety and the experience of anxiety and the energetics of anxiety, you know, oftentimes it can associate to our, our kind of denial or dismissal of that feminine, of that expansive unknown place where all possibilities exist. We get into fear around that. Like, oh, you know, I don't know what the next step is, or I don't know what's coming, or I don't know what form this is going to take. And that can kind of get, you know, energetically, we can start to, our mind can start to fast forward into, I don't know what's next. Um, you know, we can start to sort of project our energy into places that, that aren't actually serving us, that aren't serving our well-being, And so, you know, part of that is, is really calling our energy back when we notice that we're in that, that space. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, you know, one of my practices when, you know, I notice that I'm, I'm in this kind of 
you know, the, the creative feminine can feel kind of groundless. It can feel like, oh, there's nothing to stand on. You know, I'm floating and we can start to grasp or, you know, look for something that is known or some way that we can, you know, all, all, all we're looking for energetically is like a, a grounding. Yeah. So, so one of my practices, you know, I have many grounding practices, but one of them is, you know, if I notice I'm in that, that kind of place of projecting the future or of feeling that, you know, anxiety of the unknown, it's really simple. I mean, you can, no matter where you are, whether you're in nature or in a city or anywhere, you can find a tree, <laughs> you can find, you know, any part of the natural world, even better if you can take your shoes off and just put your feet in the dirt or the sand or the grass, or just put your back up against a tree, sit on the earth and put your, feel that grounded energy that's holding you and allow that expansion, you know? So, so allow yourself to be in the creative feminine and also feel grounded. Hmm. And, you know, part of this opening to the creative feminine and, you know, being more in a relationship with it, that also helps us have less anxiety around this idea of the unknown. When we're more in relationship with it within ourselves and we can say, oh, wow, you know, we can experience it as this place of imagination and possibility and wow, like surprise even, like, I don't know what's next. Let's <laughs> sit against this tree and take some breaths and imagine all, you know, not just, not just our, our fear mind, imagining all the ways it could go wrong or all the things we're, you know, unsure of, but what about all the ways it could go right? What about all the ways that you know, that's another practice when I notice my mind kind of in that space of, oh, well, this date, you know, this deadline's coming up and I don't know what this thing's going to be. And, you know, oh, like, what if, what if this doesn't come through in time? What, you know, once I feel that spin going and I can catch it, I do a flip of that energy. So I imagine mm -hmm. like, well, what if, tomorrow I wake up and not only do I have the full like picture of what this is going to be, it's also way more innovative and imaginative and magical than I could even imagine today. Right. What if, and it's, it's just like flipping that energy into a different kind of what if, you know, the, the what if can kind of take us down the slope into the trenches of, of that fear and anxiety and overwhelm. And the what if can also take us up the mountain to the top to see this, you know, broad perspective. And that's the creative feminine. That's the, you know, if you imagine, let's say, um, creative masculine more as like the fire of, of action or doing, you know, the creative feminine is, is like that expansive ocean that you can just float in and there's no end or beginning to it. And so how can we um, open to the experience of that being 
expansive and exciting and amazing and, and awe, you know, this feeling of awe rather than, I don't know where this ends. I'm freaking out. What am I going to do? I don't know what form this can take just floating, you know, in that place of imagination. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I love your share on this because <clears throat> it's very important that we're embracing the parts in us that are making us right and, and creating that, <clears throat> connecting us with that creative energy and higher differentiating the feminine and the masculine is so beautiful in the way that they're still supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And because oftentimes, like whether you're a male or female or you're, you're identifying with a specific part of yourself, sometimes we automatically dismiss one energy over the other. And in your perspective that you're bringing is saying it's okay to embrace both and they both serve a purpose and whether it's the creativity of the imagination and um, that visionary aspect, or is it grounding and grounding that vision to come to life. And we had talked about an analogy over the phone before this call with the, uh, the plants and the soil and Right. the difference between the masculine and the feminine and how they support each other. And if you could just share that analogy, I don't know if you remember, yeah, but yeah. I think that'd be really helpful for people to hear. Yeah. I've, I've got a lot of them, but I think I remember the one <laughs> that we talked about <laughs> um, because I'm always, you know, I feel like looking to nature is a way that we can actually understand almost any problem, confusion, you know, anything that, that we, it's, it's all here. The blueprint of life is here. So when we look to nature and we look at these, these natural cycles of life, right, which embrace all energetics, they embrace the creative rest of winter. You know, they embrace the little shoots coming up in spring and the full bloom of summer and then starting to, you know, come back into that place of rest and letting go and coming back into the winter. And I, I think when we were talking before, one of the analogies I was using around being sort of overexpressed with the creative masculine is like, I think we were, I was talking about like a farmer or some, or or a gardener or something where, you know, imagine if you just went along planting seeds all the time. You just kept planting and planting and planting and planting and moving forward, right? So you, you till the row or whatever it's called, you've got to get it ready, plant all the seeds and you just keep moving and you just keep, keep planting, keep going, keep moving. And you're, you're not coming back to nurture or nourish the creation, the, to bring that water of the feminine to, you know, bring all of the elements that, that that full cycle needs for its growth, you know, maybe you might get lucky here or there and like some things would harvest and, you know, but again, you're not even looking back long enough to really retrieve the fruits of that action. You're just in constant motion. And so, you know, no one would ever, a farmer would certainly never, you know, be in that level of activity, they'd need to be in the full cycle if they wanted to produce, you know, an an outcome that was 
beneficial or fruitful, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, in the same way, and, and a big part of, you know, my work, whether it's with people writing their book, whether it's, you know, the deeper transformation work um, within themselves that oftentimes leads to, you know, being able to bring that into form and being able to, you know, whatever it is, create a business, create a book, create whatever form that wants to take. You know, part of this is, is first distinguishing the different energetics of the creative masculine and creative feminine. And then seeing, you know, where am I overexpressed? Where am I denying or repressed or underexpressed? Getting those energies more attuned with each other, more working together. Mm-hmm. And from that place, when they're more integrated, that's when the fluidity comes. That's when the dance comes. So for most of us, and for me, I mean, the reason I can talk about all of this is because I've experienced all of it in myself and in my process and, and, and not just in my creative process, in my life, in my experience of my inner world and how that's reflecting in Mm -hmm. my relationships, my work, my creativity. So once that, once we begin to integrate the creative masculine and creative feminine, and they are supporting each other and sort of in that dance, then it becomes this more of a fluid state where they're not as these kind of separate entities or energetics necessarily. They have more, you know, become more like the the yin yang symbol, right? right. Where I think I even this is this is the benefit of having all of these color coded books behind me. <laughs> oh, oh, this isn't. And this is a little different because it's not traditional yin yang symbol, but, you know, imagine where there's like the little dot within the red, there's the little dot of blue and within the blue, there's the little dot of red. They've integrated each other to where both sides contain the other. The masculine contains the feminine, the feminine contains the masculine. And that's the integration point where then they can move and work and be in that dance with each other to where we're not needing to experience these, this kind of separation between them. But we, at first we do because completely, they're not working together yet. You know, they're, they are kind of in an imbalance if we haven't brought our attention and, you know, our intention to them. So you know, one of, one of the, the, you know, part of the, the gift that I'm going to offer with the creative activation is really attuning to each of these energetics within yourself. And the way that, that I like to work, you know, whether it's in writing or just in my internal process or my process with clients is really like giving a form and a shape and a color and even like a role or an identity to these parts hmm. where we can, we can call them in very quickly with our, the association we've created with them. And that really helps us to, to know those parts of ourselves better as if they're little characters, right? And so when we, when we call on those characters intentionally, 
we start to develop more of that relationship, right? So part of the activation is, is, is that, is kind of creating these characters of the, the creative masculine and feminine and creating this ritual around connecting with them mm-hmm. and around creating that space for yourself. And that's something, you know, with, with getting more in touch with the creative feminine, which is typically, you know, when we're in a place of anxiety or overwhelm, we need the creative feminine. That's the energy that's going to support us to diffuse that into that expansive space, right? right. And we, we need to be in relationship with that in order for that to feel expansive and restful to us and not stressful and fearful for us. Right. Right. And so, you know, part of it is, is getting in touch with these characters. And then it's almost like, as you develop these relationships with these energetics within yourself, however, they show up to you as these characters or certain colors or shapes, or, you know, sometimes they can show up as kind of more like guides or, or characters. Um, but the more we, we come into this relationship with them, the more we can actually bring them together within our experience, within our internal experience to where, okay, we've developed a relationship with each of them. We, we know the, the sensation and the feeling and, and, you know, we know enough about them almost like, you know, if we think about them as characters, you know enough about each of them to bring them together and to be like, oh, you two would really work great together. I should introduce you, right? (laughs) So once that happens, it's like, now we're in the yin yang where one contains the other. Now we're in the fluidity where it's not this thing over here is the masculine and this thing over here is the feminine because, you know, it's the same with, with our energetic system, our, our chakras, any of that, we can't actually separate one of them out from the others. They are all connected. But in order for us to work with some of the imbalances we're experiencing, we need to put our focus and our attention onto one of them at a time, perhaps, right? Right. And so it's the same with this creative masculine and feminine, these energies. It's like, we may need to put our focus and attention and intention and, and develop more of a relationship with our creative feminine for a while. You know, for me, it was years because I was so attuned and overexpressed in my masculine, as many of us are in this culture and society. So the pendulum for me needed to swing kind of to the other extreme for a little while. And I needed to really put my focus on, okay, creating space in my day-to-day with myself, creating space in my calendar, creating space for spontaneity to arrive, which sounds sort of counterintuitive, but it's like, okay, there's a block of three hours where I have no plans and maybe I take a nap. Maybe I am inspired to go on a hike you know, maybe who knows what could happen within that block of time, but it's like with the way that we're running and conditioned in this culture and society, 
it's like we need to create the space for the spontaneous because we yeah. don't have that in our in our schedule. And this is also part of, you know, what can fuel the anxiety and the overwhelm is that we don't have the space to connect with the feminine, which is what refuels us and inspires us and, you know, keeps us nurtured and alive and in balance and, you know, in that natural cycle with ourselves. And so both are important. They support each other. They work together. They are vital within and, you know, in the expression of, of all of our lives, not just in our creative practice. And, and we may need to put a little more attention and intention on one of them for whatever period of time we need to, you know, bring that space and that, that relationship back to life. You know, imagine if it's, for me, it was like, I don't know, 30 years into my life before I was really putting attention there. So that needed some time and space and, you know, a little more attention. And so it may have felt like, oh, I'm only focused on the feminine. The feminine is all that's, um, you know, as if the masculine wasn't part of it. And that's not the case. It's just we're separating one piece of the whole so that we can, you know, bring some of our life force energy and our attention and intention to this seed that hasn't received any sunlight or water or nurturing that's just been planted under there for decades, right? So I feel like it's important to, to understand that they're both vital. They're both part of every part of life and creation. And we may need a little more of one than the other, depending on how our system is attuned, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and all of your insight there, I think would be helpful for everyone to start um, almost differentiating how both of those might show up in their, their day-to-day. So be, becoming familiar with those energies individually, and then also how they're intertwined that right there is opening up uh, availability to creativity because when you can be creative of how you're using both of those energies, that there, it, that's super powerful. You're opening right. that sense of vitality in yourself that, oh, I, I do kind of have some control here. Yeah. And, and even that, even just bringing the awareness to how much you're being how much are you in that? How much space do you have? How much unstructured time are you giving yourself? Um, you know, and, and then bringing attention to, okay, what am I doing? You know, what are, what are the actions? Where am I putting this, this creative masculine into form, you know? Um, and, you know, there may be different parts of our life where we're in different energetics. So it may be that in our career, in our work, in our vocation, we're hyper attuned to our creative masculine. 
for some who, you know, maybe artists, maybe people whose work or vocation is something more, you know, let's say creative, they're still bringing something into form. That's still creative masculine. So, you know, for them, nothing's going to come into form unless they're in touch with the creative feminine. They're, they're a little more in balance with those two energetics because that's their inspiration. Mm. So, you know, in another part of life, we might be more in touch with the feminine and not have as much form, not have as much action, not have as much doing. And so it's also looking at our different areas of life, you know, looking at our career, looking at our intimate relationships, looking at our family, looking at our spirituality, looking at our creativity, you know, looking at our finances, whatever, whatever those areas of life are, it's not across the board. In each of these expressions, we might be in a different balance with, with our doing and our being. And so it's also really bringing attention to these different areas of life and seeing where am I really overexpressed in my doing, achievement, production, going, action, mm-hmm. you know, and, and where might I need a little more space and levity and imagination and spontaneity and beauty. Um, and, you know, one of, one of the, the quick kind of tools that I tune in with with the masculine and feminine is, you know, whether it's a certain project I'm working on or like the container of a day where like in the morning, I'm like, okay, today, what needs, and I'll kind of split it into those categories. Mm. So it might be that let's, let's just use, you know, writing a book because that's mostly what I work with people on. Um, So you know, there are different, just like a life cycle, there are different cycles within this process, some of which need more feminine and expansion and imagination, and some of which need more action. And so tuning in with, okay, today, whether it's in life in general, or with this specific project, or even in a specific relationship, what needs action? What needs doing? And this is, we're talking small. We're not talking, well, what needs action is I need to write my book. No. What needs a single action today that I can complete today? And that's the creative masculine. You know, where, what needs doing? What needs action? And sometimes if we're, if we're too much in our feminine and we haven't been taking any action, we haven't been... Um, sort of letting that spark light the match or the fire or, you know, bring something, ground something into this experience, then it may be we need more creative masculine there. It may be, oh, we've been floating a little too long in all this possibility. And what we really need here is to take a single action. And so really tuning in with what needs action, what needs doing bite size within, you know, 24 hours or at most maybe a week. Like I'll let my clients (laughs) go that far. Like, okay, if you can, if, if this can be, you know, done in a week, we can maybe go that far, but I like bite size even down to the day. 
you know, and then tuning in with within that container, whatever it is, the project, the day, the relationship, what needs healing, what needs being, what needs space, what needs inspiration, right? And so that's going to be different for all of us, right? It, for one of us, it might be a 20 minute cat nap might really be what we need because we were up all night, you know, with the kids or whatever. Um, you know, it may be, we know we've got a really heads down day with eight Zoom calls back to back. And so that space, that being might need to be, okay, before I jump into Zoom for 30 minutes, I'm going to take a walk. And when I get off Zoom for 30 minutes, I'm going to dance around my living room mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? Get some movement, get some change of scenery, right? Um, that can be really inspiring. Just going outside for a little bit, you know, Absolutely. that, that, that can be, and that's the thing is a lot of times we, we try to go from zero to a hundred really quickly. It's like, go from zero to five miles an hour, like <laughs> yeah. go outside exactly. for 10 minutes. That's, you know, meditate, be with yourself, just breathing for one minute. We, it doesn't need to be, I need to meditate 20 minutes a day, twice a day. You know, we, we can, we can create these kind of unrealistic expectations for ourselves. And that actually doesn't support the relationship of coming back into balance. So I'm a huge proponent of of just those, those baby steps of, okay, I've been meditating zero minutes a day. I'm going to meditate one minute or yeah. I've been, you know, not going outside zero minutes a day. I'm going to go outside and sit on my porch or walk around the backyard or whatever for five minutes, yeah. you know? And so people, especially with these really packed schedules and they're doing a lot and they've got a lot on their plate. It's like, I don't have five minutes to meditate. Then you need 10. If you don't have five minutes, you need, you need to create 10 minutes because that's, that's the person who needs that space most, you know? So no, yeah, it's great. It, and it's important to bring it into a daily practice into, you know, the same way that the farmer or, you know, it's, it's not a relationship that you jump into once a year at new year's when you're making some resolutions, you know, is a daily practice and a daily process of, of, of nurturing and nurturing. Yeah. And I, I love that you're mentioning, you know, small chunks, baby steps, because that's where real change happens. When, it, when it's happening in baby steps, then it becomes way more feasible for not only your schedule, but for the mind mm -hmm. to wrap its change around. Yes. So that is so helpful. And I want to be mindful of time. And there's a couple other things I wanted to touch on before we, we hop off here. And as a writer, I'm curious your perspective on, on journaling and connecting with creativity that way, if you could maybe just uh, give a few pointers of people who 
to people who want to maybe start journaling and, and they're just not sure where to start. Yeah, I love that. And that's a huge practice um, for me personally, and also um, particularly for people who are, you know, in some form of, of like, whether it's writing a book or in their job, they're really focused on writing. Um, it can, it can feel like the last thing I want to do as part of my daily practice is write more. I'm already stressed and <laughs> doing all this writing over here. So, you know, usually the, the writing practice that, that I feel is a really great start and that is that anyone can do, whether you're a quote unquote writer or not, which again, we are, we're all writers, we're all creative, we're all singers, we're all everything. Um, it's our judgment about those things that, you know, keeps us from just being those things, which we are. Um, but in terms of, of, you know, really wanting to begin that practice and not knowing where to start, um, Julia Cameron, you know, who created The Artist's Way and has written many other books, she's sort of the, the queen of creativity, um, the, the like creative, like elder, of our time, I would say. And, um, you know, in the artist's way, which, you know, she's teaching that everyone's an artist. It's not just painters and sculptors. And, you know, she has this practice that you can go through in the book, these different, these different mm -hmm. rituals, these different um, ways that you're working with, with that internal space. Um, and one of the practices she does is something called morning pages which is not about writing well. It's not about writing a story. It's not about, no one's ever gonna see it. It's really just, and she creates a container around it, which is also important. That's the creative masculine, the creative feminine working together is, you know, the masculine's the container. The masculine is within 24 hours. The masculine is three pages, right? And then the feminine can flow into that and have a stopping point and feel held in that. So her practice is upon rising, you know, first thing. Um, and I kind of use it sometimes as like a dream journal, almost like when I'm waking up and I'm still kind of in that, that mm. space between dreaming and waking, that's a really, and I can just get the pen moving. It helps me kind of bring some of that through and dream work is very powerful. Um, so it's three pages every morning and it's stream of consciousness. It's like, don't pick your pen up off the paper, just start writing. Even if you write, I don't know what to write. This is stupid. I don't know why I'm wasting my time with this. I'm not a writer anyway. I'm so irritated by the jackhammer I hear outside, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's not meant to be a piece of writing. It's meant to be a place for you to move energy and to allow whatever's moving here to be expressed into form. So it's out of here. And so, you know, particularly with people who don't feel they're writers, um, or you know, who are wanting to create more space 
I really recommend this practice. Um, it creates mental space because you're just stream of consciousness, writing whatever is moving for mm -hmm. you. It can be a really amazing emotional processing space where, you know, maybe there's a lot going on around, you know, something that's, that's um, challenging you. And rather than, you know, bringing that into form by yelling at someone, you know, you give it space on the piece of paper so that you can move whatever has been activated in you and then have some space to contemplate that and to see, like, once it's on paper, you kind of see yeah. that it's not in here. And so that creates space. And it's also just a really great, um, it's a very simple practice and ritual to be in where it doesn't take much energy. I mean, really, you can just scribble all over a, three pages. Absolutely. Yeah. That's perfect. I, I feel like that's a really helpful tip around not just how to do it, but why it's important and just giving yourself the space to basically brain dump. You're just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just let it out. Like it, no judgment upon yourself. And yes. I've experienced that as well doing journaling and it's, it's very helpful to just get rid of it. Don't let it take up your energy that you could be using for something else. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Thank you, Christina, for sharing. I, uh, last question. And as we're closing up here in one word or sentence, what inspires you? Hmm. Beauty. Beauty. Beauty is the most inspiring reminder to me of like what we carry as creators, the, the possibility and the potential that we carry as creators. And beauty is something different to everyone, you know? Um, to mm -hmm. me, like nature is a really amazing source of beauty and, you know, just the human character is an incredible source of beauty. Um, yeah, I feel like beauty is is what really sparks that inspiration and that 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 soul for me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you're also connecting people with that beauty too through through your work, and that's that's inspiring as well. Um, excellent. Well, I think we covered a lot. I hope everyone yes. enjoyed and. <laughs> And yes. found some nuggets to get started on this balance of the feminine and masculine energies to open the creativity for yourself. And um, I know Christina touched on her free gift briefly during the, the talk, but do you want to mention anything else around the free gift before we, we close out here? Yeah, I'll just say, um, you know, it's, it's something that you can use kind of as a daily practice to um, start to attune with these different energetics. And it's, you know, it's something that can guide you. And then once you're sort of attuned with it within yourself, you can guide yourself. And so it's really meant as 
a guide that can bring you into some of these energies and into some of this, this kind of ritual and um, space, you know, within yourself. And, you know, if, if anyone's um, curious about what I do, you can find me on uh, at voyagesofthespirit.com. And I have some other, um, have a grounding meditation there, have an appreciation practice there, and um, just some other things that can help as guides as you come into this deeper relationship with yourself as a creator. Mm, fantastic. <laughs> so not only are you, are you all getting a free gift today from this, this summit, but uh, there is a link on the page to Christina's website. So you can click on that and explore those other offerings as well, which is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Christina, so Thank much. You. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. And I just, just love this topic and this, this space that you're creating and these resources you're creating for people. It's so important right now. So thank you. Well, thank you for being part of it. Um, for the rest of you who are, who are still on, thank you for showing up for yourself today. And I am looking forward to connecting with you all on our Facebook group, Propel Your Momentum. And that is on the page as well. Just scroll up to the top to join us. And that's just talk about creating space for yourself. It's a container of, of people who are, who are there to support you and um, just be the community behind you for all this change that you're embarking. And we wanna make sure that you're supported to the best capacity to make that possible. So much love and have a beautiful day. <laughs>